Chapter 2 of The Ladies' Book of Etiquette and Manual of Politeness by Florence Hartley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christine Lamberton. Chapter 2 Dress A lady is never so well dressed as when you cannot remember what she wears. No truer remark than the above was ever made such an effect can only be produced where every part of the dress harmonizes entirely with the other parts where each color or shade suits the wearer's style completely and where there is perfect neatness in each detail one glaring color or conspicuous article would entirely mar the beauty of such a dress it is unfortunately too much the custom in america to wear any article or shape in make that is fashionable without any regard to the style of the person purchasing goods if it is the fashion it must be worn though it may greatly exaggerate a slight personal defect or conceal or mar what would otherwise be a beauty it requires the exercise of some judgment to decide how far an individual may follow the dictates of fashion in order to avoid the appearance of eccentricity and yet wear what is peculiarly becoming to her own face or figure another fault of our fair countrywomen is their extravagance in dress no better advice can be given to a young person than to dress always according to her circumstances she will be more respected with a simple wardrobe if it is known either that she is dependent upon her own exertions for support or is saving a husband or father from unnecessary outlay than if she wore the most costly fabrics and by so doing incurred debt or burdened her relatives with heavy unwarrantable expense if neatness consistency and good taste preside over the wardrobe of a lady expensive fabrics will not be needed for with the simplest materials harmony of color accurate fitting to the figure and perfect neatness she will always appear well dressed general rules neatness this is the first of all rules to be observed with regard to dress perfect cleanliness and careful adjustment of each article in the dress are indispensable in a finished toilet let the hair be always smooth and becomingly arranged each article exquisitely clean neat collar and sleeves and tidy shoes and stockings and the simplest dress will appear well while a torn or soiled collar rough hair or untidy feet will entirely ruin the effect of the most costly and elaborate dress the many articles required in a lady's wardrobe make a neat arrangement of her drawers and closets necessary and also require care in selecting and keeping goods in proper order a fine collar or lace if tumbled or soiled will lose its beauty when contrasted with the same article in the coarsest material perfectly pure and smooth 
each article of dress when taken off should be placed carefully and smoothly in its proper place nice dresses should be hung up by a loop on the inside of the waistband with the skirts turned inside out and the body turned inside of the skirt cloaks should hang in smooth folds from a loop on the inside of the neck shawls should be always folded in the creases in which they were purchased all fine articles lace embroidery and handkerchiefs should be placed by themselves in a drawer always laid out smoothly and kept from dust furs should be kept in a box alone and in summer carefully packed with a quantity of lump camphor to protect from moths the bonnet should always rest upon a stand in the bandbox as the shape and trimming will both be injured by letting it lie either on the face sides or crown adaptiveness let each dress worn by a lady be suitable to the occasion upon which she wears it a toilet may be as offensive to good taste and propriety by being too elaborate as by being slovenly never wear a dress which is out of place or out of season under the impression that it will do for once or nobody will notice it it is in as bad taste to receive your morning calls in an elaborate evening dress as it would be to attend a ball in your morning wrapper harmony to appear well dressed without harmony both in colour and materials is impossible when arranging any dress whether for home street or evening be careful that each colour harmonizes well with the rest and let no one article by its glaring costliness make all the rest appear mean a costly lace worn over a thin flimsy silk will only make the dress appear poorer not as some suppose hide its defects a rich trimming looks as badly upon a cheap dress as a mean one does upon an expensive fabric observe this rule always in purchasing goods one costly article will entirely ruin the harmony in a dress which without it though plain and inexpensive would be becoming and beautiful do not save on the dress or cloak to buy a more elaborate bonnet but let the cost be well equalized and the effect will be good a plain merino or dark silk with a cloth cloak will look much better than the most expensive velvet cloak over a cheap delaying dress fashion do not be too submissive to the dictates of fashion at the same time avoid oddity or eccentricity in your dress there are some persons who will follow in defiance of taste and judgment the fashion to its most extreme point this is a sure mark of vulgarity every new style of dress will admit of adaption to individual cases thus producing a pleasing as well as 
fashionable effect not only good taste but health is often sacrificed to the silly error of dressing in the extreme of fashion be careful to have your dress comfortable and becoming and let the prevailing mode come into secondary consideration avoiding always the other extreme of oddity or eccentricity in costume style and form of dress be always careful when making up the various parts of your wardrobe that each article fits you accurately not in the outside garments alone must this rule be followed an ill-fitting pair of corsets or wrinkles in any other article of the underclothes will make a dress set badly even if it has been itself fitted with the utmost accuracy a stocking which is too large will make the boot uncomfortably tight and too small will compress the foot making the shoe loose and untidy in a dress no outlay upon the material will compensate for a badly fitting garment a cheap calico made to fit the form accurately and easily will give the wearer a more ladylike air than the richest silk which either wrinkles or is too tightly strained over the figure collars or sleeves pinned over or tightly strained to meet will entirely mar the effect of the prettiest dress economy and by economy i do not mean mere cheapness to buy a poor flimsy fabric merely because the price is low is extravagance not economy still worse if you buy articles because they are offered cheap when you have no use for them in purchasing goods for the wardrobe let each material be the best of its kind the same amount of sewing that is put into a good material must be put into a poor one and as the latter will very soon wash or wear out there must be another one to supply its place purchased and made up when by buying a good article at first this time and labor might have been saved a good strong material will be found cheapest in the end though the actual expenditure of money may be larger at first comfort many ladies have to trace months of severe suffering to an improper disregard of comfort in preparing their wardrobe or in exposure after they are dressed the most exquisite ball costume will never compensate for the injury done by tight lacing the prettiest foot is dearly paid for by the pain a tight boot entails and the most graceful effects will not prevent suffering from exposure to cold a light ball dress and exquisite arrangement of the hair too often make the wearer dare the inclemency of the coldest night by wearing a light shawl or hood to prevent crushing delicate lace or flowers make it a fixed rule to have the head feet and chest well protected when going to a party even at the risk of a crushed flower 
or a stray curl many a fair head has been laid in a coffin a victim to consumption from rashly venturing out of a heated ballroom flushed and excited with only a light protection against keen night air the excitement of the occasion may prevent immediate discomfort in such cases but it adds to the subsequent danger details be careful always that the details of your dress are perfectly finished in every point the small articles of a wardrobe require constant care to keep in perfect order yet they will woefully revenge themselves if neglected let the collar handkerchief boots gloves and belts be always whole neat and adapted to the dress a lace collar will look as badly over a chintz dress as a linen one would with velvet though each may be perfect of its kind attention to these minor points are sure tests of taste in a lady's dress a shabby or ill-fitting boot or glove will ruin the most elaborate walking dress while one of much plainer make and coarser fabric will be becoming and ladylike if all the details are accurately fitted clean and well put on in arranging a dress for every occasion be careful that there is no missing string hook or button that the folds hang well and that every part is even and properly adjusted let the skirts hang smoothly the outside ones being always about an inch longer than the under ones let the dress set smoothly carefully hooked or buttoned let the collar fit neatly and be fastened firmly and smoothly at the throat let shoes and stockings be whole clean and fit nicely let the hair be smooth and glossy the skin pure and the colors and fabric of your dress harmonize and be suitable for the occasion and you will always appear both ladylike and well-dressed home dresses morning dress the most suitable dress for breakfast is a wrapper made to fit the figure loosely and the material excepting when the winter weather requires woolen goods should be of chintz gingham brilliant or muslin a lady who has children or one accustomed to perform for herself light household duties will soon find the advantage of wearing materials that will wash a large apron of domestic gingham which can be taken off if the wearer is called to see unexpected visitors will protect the front of the dress and save washing the wrapper too frequently if a lady's domestic duties require her attention for several hours in the morning whilst her list of acquaintances is large and she has frequent morning calls it is best to dress for callers before breakfast and wear over this dress a loose sack and skirt of domestic gingham this while protecting the dress perfectly can be taken off at a moment's notice if callers are announced married ladies often wear a cap in the morning 
and lately young girls have adopted the fashion it is much better to let the hair be perfectly smooth requiring no cap which is often worn to conceal the lazy slovenly arrangement of the hair a few moments given to making the hair smooth and presentable without any covering will not be wasted slippers of embroidered cloth are prettiest with a wrapper and in summer black morocco is the most suitable for the house in the morning dress for morning visits a lady should never receive her morning callers in a wrapper unless they call at an unusually early hour or some unexpected demand upon her time makes it impossible to change her dress after breakfast on the other hand an elaborate costume before dinner is in excessively bad taste the dress should be made to fit the figure neatly finished at the throat and wrists by an embroidered collar and cuffs and unless there is a necessity for it in loss of hair or age there should be no cap or headdress worn a wrapper made with handsome trimming open over a pretty white skirt may be worn with propriety but the simple dress worn for breakfast or in the exercise of domestic duties is not suitable for the parlour when receiving visits of ceremony in the morning evening dress the home evening dress should be varied according to circumstances if no visitor is expected the dress worn in the morning is suitable for the evening but to receive visitors it should be of lighter material and a light headdress may be worn for young ladies at home ribbon or velvet are the most suitable materials for a headdress flowers unless they be natural ones in summer are in very bad taste excepting in cases where a party of invited guests are expected dark silk in winter and thin material in summer make the most suitable dresses for evening and the reception of the chance guests ladies in society may usually expect walking dresses walking dresses to be in good taste should be of quiet colours and never conspicuous browns modes and neutral tints with black and white make the prettiest dresses for the street above all avoid wearing several bright colours one may be worn with perfect propriety to take off the sombre effect of a dress of brown or black but do not let it be too glaring and wear but little of it let the boot be sufficiently strong and thick to protect the feet from damp or dust and wear always neat clean nicely fitting gloves the entire effect of the most tasteful costume will be ruined if attention is not paid to the details of dress a soiled bonnet cap untidy strings or torn gloves and collar will utterly spoil the prettiest costume there is no surer mark of vulgarity than overdressing or gay dressing in the street let the materials be of the costliest kind if you will 
but do not either wear the exaggerations of the fashion or conspicuous colors let good taste dictate the limits where fashion may rule and let the colors harmonize well and be of such tints as will not attract attention for morning calls the dress should be plain and in winter furs and dark gloves may be worn for bridal calls the dress should be of light silk the bonnet dressy and either a rich shawl or light cloak no furs and light gloves in summer a lace or silk mantle and white gloves should be worn shopping dresses should be of such material as will bear the crush of a crowded store without injury and neither lace or delicate fabrics should ever be worn a dress of merino in winter with a cloth cloak and plain velvet or silk bonnet is the most suitable in summer a dress and cloak of plain mode colored lavella cloth or any other cool but strong fabric with a simply trimmed straw bonnet is the best dress for a shopping excursion storm dresses a lady who is obliged to go out frequently in bad weather will find it both a convenience and economy to have a storm dress both dress and cloak should be made of a woolen material varying of course with the season which will shed water white skirts are entirely out of place as if the dress is held up they will be in a few moments disgracefully dirty a woolen skirt made quite short to clear the muddy streets is the proper thing stout thick-soled boots and gloves of either silk beaver cloth or lissel thread are the most suitable the bonnet should be either of straw or felt simply trimmed and above all carry a large umbrella the little light umbrellas are very pretty no doubt but to be of any real protection in a storm the umbrella should be large enough to protect the whole dress marketing here a dress of the most inexpensive kind is the best there is no surer mark of vulgarity than a costly dress in the market a chintz is the best skirt to wear and in winter a dark chintz skirt put on over a delaine dress will protect it from baskets and the unavoidable soils contracted in a market while it looks perfectly well and can be washed if required traveling traveling dresses should be made always of some quiet color perfectly plain with a deep mantle or cloak of the same material when traveling with a young babe a dress of material that will wash is the best but it should be dark and plain a conspicuous traveling dress is in very bad taste and jewelry or ornaments of any kind are entirely out of place let the dress be made of dark 
plain material with a simple straw or felt bonnet trimmed with the same colour as the dress and a thick barege veil an elastic string run through a tuck made in the middle of the veil will allow one half to fall over the face while the other half falls back covering the bonnet and protecting it from dust if white collars and sleeves are worn they should be of linen perfectly plain strong boots and thick gloves are indispensable in travelling and a heavy shawl should be carried to meet any sudden change in the weather corsets and petticoats of dark linen are more suitable than white ones as there is so much unavoidable dust and mud constantly meeting a traveller evening dresses must be governed by the number of guests you may expect to meet and the character of the entertainment to which you are invited for small social companies a dark silk in winter and a pretty lawn barege or white muslin in summer are the most appropriate a light headdress of ribbon or velvet or a plain cap are the most suitable with this dress for a larger party low-necked short-sleeved silk light-coloured or any of the thin goods made expressly for evening wear with kid gloves either of a colour to match the dress or of white black lace mittens are admissible and flowers in the hair a ball dress should be made of either very dressy silk or light thin material made over silk it should be trimmed with lace flowers or ribbon and made dressy the coiffure should be elaborate and match the dress being either of ribbon feather or flowers white kid gloves trimmed to match the dress and white or black satin slippers with silk stockings must be worn morning there is such a variety of opinion upon the subject of mourning that it is extremely difficult to lay down any general rules upon the subject some wear very close black for a long period for a distant relative whilst others will wear dressy mourning for a short time in a case of death in the immediate family there is no rule either for the depth of mourning or the time when it may be laid aside and i must confine my remarks to the different degrees of mourning for deep mourning the dress should be of bombazine paramatta cloth delaine barege or merino made up over black lining the only appropriate trimming is a deep fold either of the same material or of crepe the shawl or cloak must be of plain black without border or trimming unless a fold of crepe be put on the cloak the bonnet should be of crepe made perfectly plain with crepe facings unless the widow's cap be worn and a deep crape veil should be thrown over both face and bonnet black crape collar 
and sleeves and black boots and gloves the next degree is to wear white collar and sleeves a bow of crape upon the bonnet and plain white lace facings leaving off the crape veil and substituting one of plain black net a little later black silk without any gloss trimmed with crepe may be worn and delaine or bombazine with a trimming of broad plain ribbon or a bias fold of silk the next stage admits a silk bonnet trimmed with crepe and lead colour dark purple or white figures on the dress from this the morning passes into second morning here a straw bonnet trimmed with black ribbon or crepe flowers or a silk bonnet with black flowers on the outside and white ones in the face a black silk dress and grey shawl or cloak may be worn lead colour purple lavender and white are all admissible in second morning and a dress may be lightened gradually a white bonnet shawl and light purple or lavender dress being the dress usually worn last before the morning is thrown aside entirely and colours resumed it is especially to be recommended to buy always the best materials when making up mourning crape and woollen goods of the finest quality are very expensive but a cheaper article will wear miserably there is no greater error in economy than purchasing cheap mourning for no goods are so inferior or wear out and grow rusty so soon end of chapter two